There are at least 10 different Elizabeth Lakes in California. This one is in L.A. County near Palmdale and is perhaps the oldest one in the state. Legend states that the devil himself created the lake and placed one of his own pets inside of it. If you swim deep enough, eventually you'll find a secret passage direct to the underworld, which isn't entirely far-fetched as the lake lies directly over the San Andreas fault line. From this lake, a horrible monster came to be. Now that's Freaky Deaky. Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. We are closing in on the end of season one. It's been a, a hell of a season, guys. Do you have any favorite memories from season one? Favorite episodes? I don't know if I have a single favorite. I just like I've enjoyed the progression and where we've come from the very beginning. Yeah. And seeing, I mean, including the studio, the evolution oh, yeah. of the Freaky Deaky has been fun. And I, oh, yeah. I'm excited about where we're going in the future with all the plans we have. Me too. Yeah, I'm with Christian. I feel like leaps and bounds from where we started it was hanging out around christian's dining table <laughs> to start out True. with yeah um then to scott's garage yeah. which it seems like overnight but honestly yeah. weeks of hard work has put time into yeah and worked on mostly by himself and has created a really great little space here yeah yeah um, along and and we're, we're pretty excited because you know even though the, the season is coming to an end we're going to be still rolling out with the content um between seasons over the summer as we build up the you know next season's episodes and whatnot and one of the things in particular is uh even though everyone is taking a break for a little bit i will still be doing you know 10 to 15 maybe 20 minute like short episodes talking about specific events and specific stories and stuff like that and just giving my two cents in a little like you know summer vacation style podcast bonus episodes during the summer while we gear up for season two and one other thing now that the studio is practically fully put together there's still a few things here and there we got to pick up but we're going to be focusing on tiktok and youtube videos throughout the summer as well and into season two if we can find a way to you know video these podcast episodes even if it's just clips from specific episodes and stuff like that and drop that on youtube so we're really going to be spending a lot of time over the summer focusing on how we can build this podcast and make it the best podcast we can make it so that season two when that is released is just a well-oiled machine and everything is put together a specific way and everything flows perfectly more research into the episodes all that fun stuff and that's Freaky. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's what's coming. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we have to look forward to in season two. So we're going to fine tune this thing as much as we can and really give you guys all the the content that we can push out, but still make it quality and really, really in if we can. You know? Can I tell them my, my exciting news? You can tell them your exciting news. So this summer, I'm right here. I want to introduce a little bit of my passion, what I really get into, some true crime. Uh, we're still working out. I want to do a lot of Alaska-based stories, but there's only so much. So, you know, here and there, Scott, when we have the time, he'll be putting out episodes and I'll be telling you a couple little stories, yeah. different things, you know, Butcher Baker, Israel Keys, different oh, yeah. missing people, things that have happened up here in the, the great state of Alaska. Yeah. 
like we we've touched on it a little bit throughout the the season that that even though the majority of what we talk about is paranormal and conspiracy we're opening it up to literally anything that's that's freaky deaky you know like that that includes true crime and it's not going to be like every episode or whatever like i don't want people to think that oh they're changing the entire format of the show we're not doing that this has been the plan from the jump we've just been looking for the perfect way to incorporate it so that everything flows you know smooth and so yeah we're excited to bring you know a true true crime aspect to the show we're gonna just anything that is kind of off the wall strange or freaky we'll cover it so if you have any ideas for that type of content and even, you know, again, once the season ends, we're still going to be checking that email. So if you have ideas for episodes or you have personal paranormal experiences you want to submit, theories, whatever it is, you know, shoot it into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com or, you know, DM it on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod, most places, Freaky Deaky Podcast on Facebook. And, you know, we can be in communication with you guys. Like, whatever you want to hear for season two, let's get it started early. Give us some ideas of what you would like to hear and we'll look into it over the summer. Yes, definitely. Please keep in touch. Um I know, again, with like us keeping you guys entertained for summer, watch our social medias. We're going to be doing a couple things, you know, some freaky deaky camping trips. Uh, so you'll catch little blips of what we got going on, working on and to stay in the loop. We want to keep you guys fresh and see what's going on for season two. Yeah. And so now that we've gotten the information bits out of this episode early on, I don't have to stumble over that at the end of the episode like I usually do. He Great still will. News. I probably still, I'll bring it up. Sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. But, you know, let's dive into this uh, Lake Elizabeth monster. Why are you I, looking at me like that? I had to think about it in my head before I said I was going to say Elizabeth Lake. And then my mind was like, I almost worried it. Let's look at this monster Lake Elizabeth. And that wouldn't have been good. So I really had to piece it all together before I let it, you know, just loose in the world. Anyway. Here we are talking about the Lake Elizabeth monster. I almost did it again. Southern California. Yes. Right outside where Scott and I grew up. Oh, yeah. That's where I was born. Palmdale. That's where I lived most of my life. Mm. Went to high school there. Got me there, guys. Yeah. Heather doesn't even know what the desert looks like. But let me tell you, it's not beautiful. Yeah. Except sunrise and sunset. That's about it. When you can look up and see the satellites going overhead at night. That's just freaky. Yeah. 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 And, and Elizabeth Lake is... Not quite as deserty because it's in a bunch of hill, like in the middle of a bunch of hills hmm. in between uh, Palmdale and L.A. So it's it's still got the desert vibe at times during the summer, but there is some green there. Yeah. So this is me again. Yep. Is your name Christian? It was last time I checked. Well, there you go. Although there have been no reported sightings since the 1880s, there were a few from 1830 all the way up to 1886. The creature has been described as having bat wings, the neck of a giraffe, the head of a bulldog, six legs, a length of at least 50 feet, and emit a horrible, nauseating stench. Can I stop you right there? Um, yeah. First, again, never heard of this thing before in my life. It's from my own, like my own backyard, pretty much. Just hearing that description alone, is this thing? Does this thing live in the lake? Is that is yes. that that's the rumor? It's that's what Christian was kind of saying. Yes. Okay. So how? Why is there wings on something that's in? Uh, you know, honestly, as that's gonna cool come of a later. story, it yeah, it Does will it come like later. Fly out? But I do feel like this is something that twenty different people have described, and they went with it like bat wings, the head of a bulldog, a giraffe, like yeah, pterodactyl. It's Perhaps. one mega beast. Yeah. yeah, some people believe it comes out of that it spawned from the lake, but it lives in the area nearby. Yeah, and that it travel travels back to hell through the lake. I mean, where else? Yeah, obviously. I mean, so right off the bat, uh, I can I get a vibe from Heather that she doesn't believe an ounce of this. It sounds a little <laughs> yeah. too. And like the yeah. story is only being in that time span. I'm like, OK, old wives tale. Yeah. 
And Christian uh, told me before we started recording that this is the one story that he actually does believe in. So it's still two to one. Don't worry, everyone. It's still two to one. We, we, we're both on Heather now because Christian and I wholeheartedly believe in this thing. Heather does not. It just sounds like something from Harry Potter, like a picture of the dog with the three heads. Well, they had to draw inspiration from somewhere. Am I right? The dog with three heads is an ancient That is dog. a real thing. But I'm just saying with the head and the wings, and it just sounds like something a little too. It sounds like the rough draft of the Jersey Devil. But yeah, that does. Um, but also, I do not necessarily believe this story. Hmm. As far as being a demon from hell. Oh, yeah. Demon from a laboratory. Now we're talking. In the 1880s? Totally. Hold on to your wagons, folks. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Let's mix some some kind of moonshine, desert moonshine alcohol with some uh, coca leaves and see what we see. Well, there you go. Anyway, sorry for that. I just, again, never heard of this story. And that description really was not how I expected this to start off. So I had to get some info right off the bat, as you were. Okay. Several ranchers and owners of land around Elizabeth Lake abandoned or sold their property at Lasses to get away from the bees. Supposedly, Spanish missionaries dubbed the lake Laguna del Diablo. An Indian legend also supports the rumors that the devil created the lake. Sounds legit. Except I didn't know Indians believed in the devil, Native Americans. Yeah, I almost said that myself. I almost corrected you to make you look like an asshole again so I could punch something else in to cover your ass. Christian, it's got to stop happening. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm a bad guy. <laughs> Skeptics. I know. Poor Christian gets the bad rap. The first sighting was by a Spaniard, Don Pedro Carrillo, in the 1830s. He built a ranch on the shores of the lake, but one day a fire of unknown origin burnt every single structure down, all in a single night. In the 1850s, American settlers tried to establish themselves near the lake, but screams at night, unnatural noises, visions, and other experiences that they would not relate drove them away from the fertile soils. Then came Don Chico Lopez and Don Chico Vasquez. He established an entire ranch along the lake, and for several months, everything was fine. The monster did not show itself. Then the workers reported livestock and animals disappearing. This was followed by a giant winged shadow passing over the house each night and every night. Soon the residents had multiple sightings of the beasts. Bullets reportedly bounced off the creature's hide. As ranch hands quit and animals kept disappearing, the owners were forced to sell. As anyone would in that situation, I have to imagine. Every time these stories come up like this or Skinwalker Skinwalker Ranch, Ranch. I want to say I almost said Skywalker. Yeah, I get in people's head that way. Yeah. <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch, this, or like, you know, My Roanoke Nightmare, like when people mm. buy land and are forced to suddenly sell, it's like, yeah, creepy. Like, who's buying the land at a discount? Yeah. That was, and, that and was who got rich off it. True. Yeah. But okay. Like, look, in, in situations like Skinwalker Ranch and, and shit like that, it feels like the weirdest thing could happen. And they're like, yeah, we just didn't want to sell. Skinwalker Ranch is like the outlier because weird stuff does happen there, mm. whether it's, aliens or whatever that one kind of doesn't fit any of uh, like the stories that we hear like the like this one in particular yeah um they're still out there checking out skinwalker ranch Mm -hmm. and there's still a lot of questions to be answered yeah that one's weird but are are you guys familiar with stardust ranch no i'm not Hmm. 
That is the weird. I got the two confused for a little bit, but Stardust Ranch is straight up bonkers. The dude's story, he's killing aliens with a samurai sword. It's the craziest shit. They they tried taking his wife up into the, the plane. He was out there with a shotgun blasting up at this UFO. Nutso story, but we dude's will cover it. has got samurai sword yeah. and shotguns. Yeah. I think that's anime. It, 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 maybe he watched it and fell asleep and had a dream about it. I don't know. But what I'm saying, when I heard that story, I was literally like, holy shit. And he said he couldn't get any of the bodies because he said he killed six greys, but he couldn't get any of the bodies because as soon as they died, they like zapped out of our plane. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, holds up. Makes sense. So maybe. But maybe season two, we'll talk about Stardust Ranch. Get another yeah. ranch under our belt, you know? Yeah. It seems like a lot new of ranches. Season, new ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with all that, the, the land was eventually sold and the ranch abandoned. Miguel Leonis purchased the ranch next. Leonis was a Basque immigrant, a large and burly man who controlled a large amount of land throughout Southern California. He ruled over it like a doctor or doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he ruled over it like a doctor for sure. He ruled over it like a dictator and squatters were often severely dealt with through either lawsuits or armed force. Several months after he purchased the ranch on, on Lake Elizabeth, the creature began eating his animals as well, but Leonis would not have it. He lay in wait for the beast and then savagely attacked it when it emerged at night. As bullets bounced off its tough hide, he engaged it closer, beating it with his rifle butt across the nose and then punching it in the eye. First of all, Leonis sounds like a badass. I would most likely not be caught dead running at this six-legged, bat-winged, dog-headed beast. Right. Never. Not one time. Me neither. Well, they did say he was a big, burly man. So that takes... Like, yeah, For your guess, imagery <laughs> there. Yeah, okay. Just picture, what's his name? John... Uh, picture a really beefy guy just sitting there and just punching that thing in the eye. Real yeah. beefy Spaniard because he's Basque, so they're they're in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now the mental image is there. So taken back by the ferocity of the attack that the creature retreated back to the lake and there lay resting, healing its injured eye. Eventually, it fled from the lake heading east towards Arizona. So it's a beast on the run. And there is a picture of the beast that they killed in Arizona on the internet. Um, Supposedly. Supposedly. It's a picture, and it looks like a real animal, and it's an old picture. Could be doctored, Uh but it looks straight out of dinosaur days. It is a pterodactyl pterodactyl, pterodactyl creature. Yeah. With a long wingspan. And huh. quite an, it's an impressive picture, but nobody can tell whether it's fake or staged or whatever at this point. You should um, send that over to Scott yeah, for this I, episode. We'll drop that in. I believe I have it saved, ready for that. Yeah. yeah. We'll put it up there. Yeah. Get your guys' thoughts. Yeah, this is Real, all news to fake, me. fake, staged. I'm excited. I'm excited to see this. What do this. you think of this monster? I think it's real. This bulldog flying around, pterodactyl. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Serpent-like. Creature. If there was a creature, I'm going to stick with a bird-like creature. You're going to stick to it's probably a pterodactyl. Maybe. Maybe. A, a pterodactyl. You know, back in my hunting days, I had shot, I went duck hunting with my dad, and you could shoot a duck, hmm. and, you know, you're using a shotgun, and the pellets would bounce off their feathers sometimes. Like, it was a protection for them because of the way their feathers laid flat. I've, I've actually shot a duck. It just flew away like you, you could see him move because he got hit. And my dad would always say, well, that just happens. Sometimes their feathers protect him. So, well, if this is something left over, like prehistoric type pterodactyl. You'd think those, you know, dinosaurs have some tough skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard for me to believe that there's pterodactyls in the eight, even in the 1800s. But like but evolved, you know, it, it could go with the Thunderbird story. We'll eventually tackle. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. The tale, however, doesn't quite end there. 
The spawn of the devil that inhabited Elizabeth Lake has also been linked to the area around Tombstone and the Thunderbird photograph, which I kind of spoiled. Well, Sorry. speak of the devil, literally, kind of. The Thunderbird photograph is a possible picture taken very a very long time ago, presumably in early 1890, of several cowboys and ranchers holding up what appears to be a pterodactyl. The beast was apparently seen flying in the area and was lured by some ranchers into a trap in the Huaca Mountains, near west of Tombstone, where they killed the creature. Some stories leaked the monster of Elizabeth Lake to the monster in the old picture of the pterodactyl, stating that they were they are the same creature. The picture, of course, also has several stories surrounding it. Scholars aren't even sure if such a picture even exists, let alone if it is authentic. The picture apparently appeared in the newspaper, the tombstone epitaph, and showed several cowboys and ranchers in front of a dead pterodactyl whose wings were pinned to the wall of a barn. The picture soon disappeared. Regardless of if the creature fled to Arizona and regardless if it was killed west of Tombstone, since the day that Leonis beat up the devil's pet, Elizabeth Lake has mostly been quiet. Speculation has long existed on if the monster did exist. Additionally, if it did not exist, no one can draw a conclusion as to why several Spanish dons, American squatters, and Wild West ranchers would go to such lengths to avoid such a fertile area. If the Tombstone story is... To be believed, the monster outlived its attacker, Miguel Leonis, by only one year. Leonis eventually died in a strange wagon accident in 1889 as he wasn't very well liked, and rumors of his murder spread afterwards. His and his wife's ghost still haunt the Leonis adobe in Calabasas. What is a strange wagon accident? Well, I'm thinking maybe this thing came after him. If it is true... Mm-hmm. Or somebody, and it was torture. like avenged itself. Yeah, like don't you come at me and punch me in the eye and shoot at me. You're Could done. Be. Yeah, it flew away, recovered a little bit, and then came back and got him and took him out. Yeah. What about if its creator, the so-called devil, uh-huh. remembered that he hurt his pet, conjured up some kind of wheel falling off his wagon, or convinced somebody to murder that he'd wronged? Why don't you just go murder him? Yeah. I got a nice place for you down here if you do this for me. Yeah. See, I'm trying to picture in my head what a wagon accident, what wagon accident could lead to someone's death. Like if a wheel fell off, then it'd be like, oh, 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 stumbled, fell on the ground, four feet, five feet, whatever it was. Have you not watched Westerns? I was about to say, I'm thinking like Western movie when they're going down like some cavernous area and their wheel goes and all of a sudden the horse is spooked and it just right off on the edge. So you guys are picturing picturing like wild west yeah. yeah wild west action movies i'm over here picturing the oregon trail and that's what i see is like a wagon slowly moving along a road just plain old dirt road we're talking oh, no, i'm picturing this big burly spaniard man on his you know yeah you got to think this guy was a real mccoy he was tough he sounded like it so he wouldn't just if you're be... if you're ever described with burly in your name you got to back that up yeah i guess maybe he yeah. was chasing down some squatters at full speed for yeah, he a said wagon he came and the wheel him. came off or yeah. he just fell out because for reasons. Hit just his head. for reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how did he die? Well, for reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. For sure it happens. Being the curious one I am with ghosts and hauntings too, I did look into the Adobe house they have in Calabasas mm-hmm. and you can go visit it. It's open and everything, but nothing really touched on the whole hauntings. So... That means it's the most haunted. They're like, we don't want to scare people off. People need to come 
stay and don't shop. even say his name or he's going to come after you. Yeah, I've heard a couple stories from people that worked there or worked across the street from it, and they would see people sitting in the rocking chairs, creepy, in the rocking chairs moving, and so there's a couple stories about it. I mean, Full body apparitions. Yeah, nice. Descriptions of the creature are also quote are quote laugh. It's spreading. Heather's got the disease now. Right. We're setting up a swear jar in season two for the record, too. Well, take my money. (laughs) Descriptions of the creature are close to that of the legendary Thunderbird commonly found in Native American mythology. Some suggest that had a large flying creature actually had been seen at Elizabeth Lake, it may have been the California condor. Although such a Uh bird, even with a wingspan up to nine and a half feet does not seem as enormous as a creature as described as a, the Elizabeth Lake lore. So what do you think? It's just a giant bird in California. I can't imagine a California condor is the terror that has been described throughout these stories. It's just, I can't grasp that because these people in this time would obviously know what a fucking condor looks like. Right. Same. I did Google. So not being from that area, I yeah. did Google them and was like, yeah, okay. I might not believe in this thing per se, but I don't believe it was a condor. either. Yeah. I mean, they're ugly looking birds, but that's are, like saying I thought a seagull was an eagle. A sea eagle. It's a sea. Did you mean it. to do that? No, <laughs> I just thought of like the first. At first, I was gonna say crow, and then you I was thought like of seagull. The two birds that you know, you're like seagull, seagull eagle. eagle. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's it works. what do we have a lot in Alaska? We <laughs> got a lot of ocean around us, a lot of seagulls and uh, yeah, eagles, and a lot so, of eagles. Yeah. That's crazy, right? That we can just like a lot of people are like I hope I get to see a bald eagle one day, and we're just like, oh look, there's 15 bald eagles in a patch over there. Yeah, yeah. now they're kind of boring. Yeah. That stretch in Eagle River, when you come down um, Eagle River Road, right mm-hmm. there by the old cop station, they always like yeah. so many eagles in the trees. Yeah. Mike's Meats is right there. That's why. Yeah. Shout out Mike's Meats. Yeah. Sponsor the show. As my dad <laughs> says, can't beat Mike's Meat. <laughs> well, wait a sec. Probably could. But yeah, there's two meanings. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah. This is dad joke. It's Classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> moving back to the fiery dragon. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and read a bit of an article from the Los Angeles Times dated Sunday, August 1st, 1886. It is titled A Holy Terror, the Fiery Dragon of Elizabeth Lake or Lake Elizabeth. Was it Elizabeth Lake in the... Dude, everything, this is all from what I pulled and everything said Elizabeth Lake. That's why when you guys were like Lake Elizabeth, I was like... Well, I didn't say Wait, I've I never said, been there. I yeah. said, a, I thought I said Elizabeth Lake. Maybe I was speaking backwards. Wow. It is pretty early in the morning for Christian today. So we're recording this at 3.45 a.m. Bright and early, like we like to do. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and dive into this. Heather looks like she's looking into Elizabeth Lake or texting someone. Neighbor was calling me, so I was trying to silence my phone call. Oh, I thought you were so curious from the figuring out if it's Lake Elizabeth or Elizabeth Lake that you went to Google immediately. No, I'm I'm sure what I read on this one. Okay. All right. We, and we all believe you. Heather. We, we believe Heather here. We're team Heather. Okay. Into the article. Uh, the Ventura Free Press a fortnight ago. Yeah, this was written a while back. The Ventura Free Press a fortnight ago had an able sensation, a terrific monster. Should I read this in an old-timey voice? You can. No, also, I can't do if it for you that did long. want to second-guess my naming, at the t- very top of this are those links to those articles, and it pulls up the pictures with them. That's why I like left them in there. Yeah. And I forgot the first one did have that picture of the wing. Well, I remembered everything when we were reading it. It's all coming together. Yeah. It's all been right. a while. All right. Sorry. Take it away. And we're back. The Ventura Free Press, a fortnight ago, had an able sensation, a terrific monster, beside which all the chimeras, gorgons, minotaurs, 
and other bugaboos of antiquity were harmless insects, had been found to inhabit the depths of Elizabeth Lake. It was a good story, but of course the free press couldn't swallow it. But now comes evidence which knocks out the skeptics in the first round. Let the free press tell it. These guys are really cocky for being a newspaper. Yeah. Last Saturday evening, the free press published a strange story told by a prospector from the vicinity of Elizabeth Lake. And of course, this paper gave no credence to the tale. We rather made a game of it. In fact, thinking the narrator had been a little the worse for bug juice, perhaps. And so, <laughs> this, oh God, why can't newspapers still be like this? <laughs> you know how, how popular, like how popping newspapers would be right now if they had articles like this constantly? No. And we can add the links. I'll add this on social for both these um, articles reading so yeah. you can see because it's got some good pictures and imagery to go with it. Uh, and even more importantly, it is written just amazingly. It really sucks you in with, with the old timey talk. And so had let his too freely stimulated imagination run riot. Now there comes to us in a confirmation of the prospector's yarn, a tale so weird and strange and withal so well vouched that we must accord it a degree of credence seemingly impossible. The old stage road from Los Angeles to Bakersfield runs through the San Francisco Canyon and up by Elizabeth Lake. And to this day, emigrants coming from Nevada and San Joaquin County. County, I imagine. Or is it country? Oh, yeah, it is county. Okay. <laughs> and San Joaquin County to the coast and wagons follow this beaten track to the Mojave Desert. A newly arrived emigrant, a very respectable looking man indeed, given the name of Peter B. Simpson, is authority for a story rivaling the fables of the Nebelungen lied. No idea what that <laughs> is. Nebelungen. You didn't sound very confident with that either. What, what is Nebelungen. Nebelungen? Nebelungen. <laughs> Nebelungen. There's an N before that G, though. That's There's a reason weird. I started this with Scott. <laughs> Heather question mark, but fully uh, intended for you to read this one. Nebelungen. I'm just going to. Nebelungen. Nibelusion. So it's a silent N in front of the G. That's a, you hear the N loon. Lusion. It's German word or Germanic uh, word. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Just trust me, man. I know okay. what I'm talking about. Okay. Christian is the authority on all things correct on this podcast. I did forget that. Nine. Yeah, well, getting into a slippery slope there with okay. Peter B. Simpson is authority for a story rivaling the fables of the Nibelusion lied. He says that these strange things are facts. We give the statement for what it is worth. He had removed his family, a wife and three interesting children. <laughs> <laughs> How weird are these kids that they even got a mention of being interesting. That's probably the nice thing he could have said for him. Well, they're interesting. <laughs> okay. A wife and three interesting children from the Esmeralda, Esmeralda mining country in Nevada. Is that a county again or is that country? <laughs> County's a word, Heather. You do you do realize that, right? <laughs> it, yeah. I'm just over here losing it, trying to, trying to listen. You read this, oh man. Okay, I'm gonna say county. It feels like a county. From the, I mean, I swear I copy and pasted this from that website. Maybe they just so, didn't use the word county back then, and it's like, oh, it's, it's a maybe they didn't have counties back then in yeah. California. It's a country. It is a country. But it was like country. Like a country road, not a yeah, not country. a you know. You have your own flag, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna modernize it a bit. I'm gonna say county, so people listening in this day and age may understand it a little better. From the Esmeralda Mining County in Nevada, and having an excellent wagon and a good team among his personal effects, besides some dozen head of cattle, concluded, time being no object to 
come over land to Santa Barbara County. Oh, you do know it. Of course, he came by Bakersfield and Elizabeth Lake. On the evening of the 15th day of July, the moon being then near its full, the little party encamped at the upper end of the lake, about a half mile west of the village. Mr. Simpson says that he noticed the peculiarly... 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 Why can't I say that word? It's very peculiar. It's a peculiar spot, okay? Peculiarly. Strange things are happening over there. How about that? It's quite peculiar. It stinks. There you go. Okay, Mr. Simpson says that he noticed the penetrating odor. The stinky penetrating odor arising from the water. It was peculiar. It was. Pe- I'm not even gonna try it anymore, guys. I, that's a word I can say nine times out of ten. Wait, this is karma for what you just did to Heather. <laughs> yeah, instant, instant. Okay, so we got stinky water. It seemed <laughs> it's poopy water. That would make sense too. Yeah, or a putrid, decaying smell of Satan. Okay, now that the image is embedded in our listeners' minds. It seemed to float above the lake and to fill the little valley with vague, undefinable forms of mist. His cattle were allowed to graze at large upon the grass-covered plain. About midnight, when all were soundly sleeping beneath the covered wagon, Mr. Simpson says he was awakened by a terrible commotion which seemed to have come from out in the lake. There was an awful roaring, he said, like the muttering of distant thunder, accompanied by... Damn it. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. A company, this guy needs to stop saying this word peculiarly. Peculiarly. That doesn't, okay. Accompanied by stinky. (laughs) Accompanied by weird, loud, indescribable hissing noise. Of course, Mr. Simpson arose at once and seized his Winchester, but he could see nothing. For out in the lake was what seemed to be a black cloud, and below it, the water was seething and boiling. Uh Uh-oh, sounds like the devil's back in town. Yes, it does. (laughs) Seeing nothing to alarm him, Mr. Simpson again sought his blankets. Nothing to alarm him? That doesn't seem alarming. Sticky bubbling water and all this hissing noise. And he's like, meh, let me get my blankets and cover on up. That's California for you. Too much whiskey. I mean, is there... If I sound really dumb right now, aren't there more like sulfuric water down that way, like with the deserts and stuff too? It's not... If you go to Death Valley or Salt and Sea, the water's different. So I was but, like, is that just like, that's what I instantly thought. I was like sulfur. No, yeah. th- this one, if you go back through the stories, you'll hear a lot of stories, even now of people swimming in the lake. I used to fish in it. My dad used to take me fishing at this lake. Yeah. No, I just thought that was interesting. But it's, it's just a, it looks like just a boring lake. That's yeah. why this story is kind of peculiar. Bubbling, stinky oh, water. Oh, is it peculiar? I yeah. can say that word. Smell the devil coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So seeing nothing to alarm him, Mr. Simpson again sought his blankets, but no sooner had he settled to sleep than there was a great rushing through the air as of mighty wings, and the wagon was lifted bodily from the ground, carried about 20 yards out into the plain and dropped, making the wheels a total wreck. There was an immediate stampede of stock, and the terrified family arose at once from their recumbent positions, but they only saw their stock scattering over the plain and a dark form whizzing through the air in the distance. The noise of rushing wings continued, growing fainter. Then all was still. For a moment, Mr. Simpson thought that he had encamped in the path of a cyclone. Thoroughly bewildered, with a rifle in his hand, he stood listening and intently to the great silence which hung upon the desert, when from out that stillness there arose afar off 
the sound of a great conflict. Peter R. Simpson is a brave man, for across the desert, he followed that sound. It seemed as though fifty battering rams were rattling together against the mailed sides of some moated fortress. This writer is very impressed with his word play. Very descriptive. Yes. Except, earlier you said that there was like a roar, but it was like the muttering of distant thunder. That doesn't sound like a roar to it's me. It's a pretty so low I roar. I think this guy just enjoys throwing words together. He likes that, imagery uh, words. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his fucking thesaurus right next to him. He's like, now we're talking. Yeah. He's like, wait, I want this word. Wait, how can I make it sound <laughs> yeah. smarter? Let me replace it. Yeah. So they he just, the moated fortress. Arriving at the summit of a low knoll, Mr. Simpson passed and gazed down into the little valley below him. And all over the scene, there fell a flood of warm southern moonlight. The monster had come upon a drove of antelopes sleeping in the gulch and had at once attacked them. About 10 feet from where Mr. Simpson stood, a fawn, a fawn, a fawn buck. She was <laughs> fine. Yeah. Or he was fine. Yeah. It's a buck. Did you just assume this buck's gender? Yes, I did. Okay. A fine buck lay bleeding, bitten clean through at one stroke of the, quote, thing's horrid jaws. Around another buck, the monster's wings seemed folded, while its long tail, barbed at the end, played around the pair incessantly, evidently seeking to transfix the antelope. Two other antelope were vigorously trying the effect of their short horns upon the scaly sides of the monster. Mr. Simpson's description of this thing is very succinct. It was about 30 feet long overall, I should judge, he said, end quote, and of a warm reddish color with a long snout and jagged yellow teeth. It had enormous wings, rigged like those of a bat, evidently, long hind legs, and a long tail with a seemingly hard, barbed point. From its head and neck fell a shaggy mane, and its huge eyes gleamed like two horrid fires. For ten minutes, Mr. Simpson stood as one fascinated by this strange conflict, and then, being a keen sportsman, he lifted his gun and took a shot at the monster. He heard the bullet strike and rebound. Then, disturbed by a shot, the two antelopes took to flight. The beast in the grasp of the monster was transfixed a moment later, and the, quote, thing arose into the air, carrying its prey in its mouth, and made for the lake, where it sank with a splash it must have been audible for miles there was no further disturbance that night in the morning mr simpson returned to the scene of the strange conflict and secured the carcass of the dead antelope he also picked up some scales which his bullet or the horns of the antelopes might have knocked from the sides of the monster these scales are round semi-transparent about the size of a dinner plate and a reddish glazed appearance somewhat similar to ground glass Mr. Simpson still has them in his possession. Returning to camp, he collected his stock, dispatched one of his boys to the lake village, procured another wagon, and continued on his journey to Carpinteria, where he intends to reside permanently. At the village, he heard for the first time of the appearance to others beside himself of the Elizabeth Lake monster. So, right off the bat, interesting with the the fact that this thing legitimately, what, what was it, antelope? Carries an antelope into the lake? That so this thing must also have gills. That's what I said. This thing hangs out in water more than you guys think. It can't be just a pterodactyl. Hmm. If I'm gonna believe it's something, it's not a pterodactyl. Yeah. Because it spends a decent amount of time like in the water and then you hear stories of it like coming up with that bubbling, like it's coming from somewhere deep below. The water smells and that kind of gurgling and hissing it makes me think like serpent. Like listening to belief holes um one with the um water monsters mm, good episode yeah yeah a lot of them were all like 
hissing, bubbling water. Yeah. And it kind of always makes brings you back to Bigfoot stories with the smell being off. Like that's a lot of these stories have weird, if something stinky's going on <laughs> yeah. around. You should start to be worried. Yeah. What about like, what if it's not technically an amphibious creature, but what about some kind of cave system or something where it just has to dive deep enough to ent- enter it, then come up above the water and it's got like a little dope you know, bachelor it's like a water bag. dragon. Yeah. That I have just a, like, oh, it can swim and tolerate, but like, can't just live full time. So yeah. it goes down to its little cave. I mean, it, it or it just goes sense, to the underworld and yeah. visits his pal, the devil. We're I mean, back. we're back at the underworld, except uh-huh. that this lake has dried up multiple times and there is no cave system. It's not even that deep, but it, it's on the San Andreas fault, right? It's yes, but it's, but it's not like an actual, like it falls into the middle. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't go into yeah. nowhere. I'm, and because of California droughts, it has dried up multiple times. Hmm. How far did you live from Elizabeth Lake? 20 minutes or so, 30 minutes. I'm just going to go on. Is this where you lived when you uh, conjured the devil to your floor? Did you make this pet inhabit? Mm. It could be. I mean, I was that when that happened, it wasn't that far. It was in Palmdale. Maybe that's why the devil didn't stick around because he popped up in your floor and he's like, oh, shit, this isn't Elizabeth Lake. Yeah. And went back down. Yeah. You were really into dragons at the time or something. And it was like, you know what? I'm going to give Christian this <laughs> underworld beast here. There you go. No, that did not happen. You conjured the devil and look what you did. Way to go. It, it all adds up now. We're on to something here. You know, have you ever heard of an antelope? I've that, never that, seen that, an antelope. Well, I mean, I've seen an antelope. Oh, in California. It, well, where we lived, antelope Palmdale Valley. is part of the Antelope Valley, but there's no antelope there anymore. But back then, I guess there yes, were. Yes, 1886. Yeah. But it, I've never seen an antelope. That is being attacked by a predator attack back with its tiny horns. Yeah. yeah. They run. You know, it got me a little weird with that hmm. is it's like fighting this monster. Right. Yeah. And then it hears a, a gun. It's like, oh, shit. And it runs, I know, off. It runs away. I'm like, dude, you're taking something that is clearly worse than a gun right now. Yeah. So no, like props to those antelope. Yeah. But also. And the writer that in, is really good at embellishing stuff. Yeah. Or just really loves the way he talks. And props to Scott for nailing it out there. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did this, it. this writer is like pushing to get the big job in New York. So this is the one. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I is this is this next one a article as well? OK, so Christian, you want to lead us into the second article on this beast? Water dragons in Los Angeles. They're killing all large fish in the reservoirs. Los Angeles Herald as published in the Daily Alta, California, September 10th, 1886. A few weeks ago, a water dragon was seen by several parties in Elizabeth Lake, and from this fact, some fabulous stories were started, but they were too utterly wild to be published in the Herald. That there was a monster in Elizabeth Lake is well attested. Such amphibious creatures from time to time appear, but they are very scarce. A few years ago, one of them appeared in the rivers of southern Indiana. Nothing has recently been seen of the monster of Elizabeth Lake, but for the past three days, a creature has taken up its abode in Reservoir Number 5 in East Los Angeles and has scared the courage out of the fishermen at the place and destroyed all the large fish. Yesterday morning, while a gentleman was fishing at the dam near the dis- discharge, while a gentleman... Oh, I don't know what I'm doing with my... Words? Words, yeah. Okay. Yesterday morning, while a gentleman... Gentleman... We just don't know how to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday morning, while a gentleman, 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 it's not the correct word. Yeah, we're all aware. Yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. We got that part for sure. We know the time of day (laughs) and when. Once again, yesterday morning, 
while a gentleman was fishing at the dam near the discharged gate. A monster appeared on the scene beneath the surface of the water, and the fish fled in wild affright. There was a monstrous commotion and a splashing in the water, which seethed and boiled like the previous story, and rolled in a chop sea violently. In a short term, a copious amount of blood rose to the surface and covered a large area with bright vermilion. There was evidently a submarine battle, and some creature got hurt, but the animals did not come to the surface. The man in charge of the reservoir has observed frequent and violent commotions in the water, but cannot describe the monsters. If there are monsters there, it is evident that they are saurians that are sometimes called water dragons. Now we're talking. The story of the flying saurian of Elizabeth Lake is believed by nobody. The flying saurian, if it ever existed, has been extinct for a millennium of years. If there are saurians in the city, they must have come from far and have been a long time on the road as they travel rather slowly. Last seen near Vicennes, Indiana, was about five feet long with a shockingly ugly head, a stump of a tail, and a body about the size of a child 12 years old. It was a very heavy animal and made a hissing sound when discovered. The matter will be investigated and life made a burden to the unexpected visitors unless they travel to other fields of food. So yeah, this thing's real, huh? No. Oh. Heather, have you changed your mind at all from reading this? Well, actually you came up with it, so I guess it's probably <laughs> yeah, no. still the same. No. Well, guys, uh, I'm gonna do you one a little strange this time around. I'm gonna tell you, I think this thing existed and here's why. Because people saw it at the end. In the 1800s. Well, they weren't all like, I mean, look, same same time frame, right? These guys are claiming that, oh, it couldn't be a Saurian because that was, hasn't been around for a millennium. So that's, I imagine, scientists saying that, like, oh, these things can't be around. They were, they've been extinct for so long. So or just, just a dinosaur enthusiast. Yeah, maybe. That's all scientists were back then. <laughs> just, just someone who's a little too into dinosaurs. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is they make the same claims nowadays. Like not much has changed. So why can't they do it 100, you know, 50, 200 years ago, whatever it was, but they can't do it now. I still think it's if if there was something in this area that we could have called a monster, it was a big bird. Yeah. And not the one from Sesame Street. Could it have been a California condor? No. Condor? possibly could it have been a large owl no could it have been just a bird the size of a thunderbird that we've been hearing about for a long time maybe that is more likely mm -hmm. than a monster spawned by the devil yeah maybe but what about what about this and i'm sure our listeners and maybe even you guys at this point are getting tired of hearing this proof of giants giant birds now giants with as i mentioned previously genetic manipulation they more they morphed into this weird chimera, which was also mentioned in the one of the I think the article I read it mentioned chimeras and gorgons and, and all that. And so like a weird hybrid beast that was made, and that's why there's only one or two of them around. Who made it? The giants with their their evil sorceries, I guess. I really gotta read up on these giants. <laughs> yeah, where do they live? Where do the giants live? Well, the, I'm not talking giants right now. I'm saying it's an, an offshoot of when the Nephilim came down and started, you know, fucking plants and animals and whatnot and making these weird ass beasts. It's just one they of those weird offshoots. Lake monster. Yeah. I mean, look, th that's prime territory for giants too. And you know, the, uh, Southern California, all that area, that's one of the, the, the areas for sure, as well as the Midwest and all that fun stuff. I don't see the connection. 
you don't see the connection, but it's right in front of your eyes. And I'm sure I'm probably the only one. Our listeners are all at home going, Scott, are you fucking kidding me right now? But I'm standing by it. It adds up kind of. It, I'm not saying that's 100% what happened because for sure I wasn't there and I could be talking around my, out of my ass, which is what I do a lot. But fun, you, fun string to connect. You don't sound confident in <laughs> yeah. your theory. I know. It's like falling apart. The <laughs> I go along. I'm like, look, guys, I, I don't believe this thing actually existed, but. If I wanted to tie it to something, I could say Nephilim. I'm going with Thunderbirds. <laughs> Heather? I'm going to go with it's all a big old story. Or if it was going to be something, I'd fall into Thunderbirds. Yeah. Giants that, yeah. is, you know, I need to obviously read up on, but. Yeah, you will. So but, that's where I'm at. But I think I feel like a lot of it's just story. What I like about the articles from back then is it kind of shows you. And I know you've read a lot of the articles about giants hmm. from that time period yeah. and the sensationalism where you would actually say an antelope used its little horns to attack a monster, which I don't think anybody believes an antelope would ever do. I feel like antelope but get it, like deer in the headlights and just like stop. They don't even do anything like yeah. you said. Or, like, or just run. You know, they're oh like, shit. Harold, we loved you when you were alive, but yeah. we're running because everything you see about that kind of animal. They, they're going to run from a, a threat. Yeah. Unless, you know, every once in a while they may try to t protect their young, but that's not the norm. But it also shows you just what the, these writers back then did with their words made stories like this seem real to people. Embellished. Not saying giants were not real, Scott. They weren't real, but. Okay. First of all, nobody believes you're Christian. Okay. The Elizabeth Lake monster. <laughs> Everyone knows. Yeah. The Elizabeth yeah. Lake monster does not seem like a devil's monster. Christian yeah. would know. He's pretty one with the devil. That is true. You guys are homies. MySpace top nine. Um, no, I understand it's an outlandish story, but at the same time, like I, I get that there's sensationalism in journal, like in like journalism back in the day. You know, I get that they definitely, you know, maybe hyped up certain stories, but at, at the very base of it, you're going off of some guy that was there and witnessed this thing and told his story. So it, it's either he was a hundred percent a liar or the newspaper took what he said and was like, that's not going to sell. Tell him it was a big monster. Well, I find it interesting because they're talking about the reservoir in Los Angeles that's man-made. Yeah. But it has something in there that's causing fish to take off or blood to come up through the water. Mm. I mean, what the hell could that be? What if it's just like cursed ground or something like that? You know, it's again, it's the area for that type of stuff. You know, there's just certain parts of the earth that are apparently weird energy zones or just bad shit happens you know like negative negative land yeah like my old house mm -hmm. that's it but i this... felt that bad juju i told you that yeah. like and i'm just not i've never like for sure had an experience but it had a feeling have you ever told the the you hearing the the native american like chanting on the podcast i th thought i maybe touched into it i don't remember it you Halloween. should you should say that again yeah like just just so, tell people that story our house, our first house was off um, Knick Goose Bay Road in Wasilla. And when we bought the land, there was an easement in the back and we wanted to make sure like no one could build behind us. We really didn't want that. We liked it was all woods. So our realtor looked into it and come to find out it was owned by uh, like it's tribal land. And so no one can do anything with it. So we're like, OK, perfect. It's tribal land because apparently Chief Knick... <laughs> is buried back there and so they won't touch that land because of it and i swear one night i woke up and i just 
couldn't sleep and I went to my living room for a little bit and I heard chanting. That's awesome. And it made all of like my like arm hair was just standing up and felt instantly like terror and like was looking out back and just like was like just go to bed. Like didn't and I was just spooked and I like swear I heard chanting and I'm like I was not I was not drinking nothing like in my right mind just woke up couldn't sleep tossing yeah. and then swore I heard it and it like was chilling. And I told my husband, he's like, you're weird. I'm like, I got all in my head about that chief can Nick. Like, I swear it was like him just like chanting in the woods back there. Yeah. And he's like, you're crazy. Like, okay. Yeah, I think. And this is great news for our podcast. I think you are, in fact, a little more sensitive to like paranormal experiences and shit like that. Well, and then right around the corner with that house. Yeah. You know, that we're eventually we're going to get to this story for you two. guys. Yeah. The Edland house has multiple things that have gone paranormal in here. So. During the summer, that's when we can release it. That can be one of our, our YouTube yeah, or TikTok the Edland, things. Yeah, the be have, short enough. Yeah, my friend will pull them in. It'd probably be better for her to get her schedule on, but get mm. her on and telling her stories of what have happened in that house. And that house is actually on, um, it's historic, so no one can do anything with that property. So it's just interesting, this like one little area of mm. Wasilla, I, these things all encompassing in that one neighborhood. Yeah. I, I think the beauty of this is now that you're actually focusing on like weird stories and stuff like that more, if you are a, even the least bit sensitive to paranormal events, maybe you start picking up on well, more stuff, stuff comes back to you. Like I with Will and Amanda on, I completely forgot about that. And like, I've asked like three friends that were there that night. Like, yeah, yeah no, I remember that. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> where was I? Yeah. You were on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Another dimension. Yeah, so technically the Elizabeth Lake monster. Maybe. So. That would make sense, right, for this thing. Maybe dimensional creature. No, man. It has the ability to phase None of that out. stuff makes sense. <laughs> Look. It's a bird. Maybe it's grasping anything. at straws, but it's 100% real, and you guys don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So if anyone uh, in California is listening and has experiences or a story about this lake, hit us up because... You, I want to hear fr- I, what would make me believe is I've heard something more present. Yeah. Because you were saying that when this this thing, there stopped being sightings at. Yeah. Like at when was it? Like late 1800s? Yeah. The last one. And so what if these guys really did kill it and it really is just a pterodactyl or some weird shit like that? Somewhere there's just yeah. a huge skeleton lying around. It's, it's baby is yeah. laying in wait right now, waiting for the perfect opportunity to pop out of that lake. Till some Khaleesi gets the eggs yeah. and brings them back. There you go. It's all Game coming of Thrones together, in guys. it. Yeah. With the Elizabeth Lake monster. Yep. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. This has been a really interesting story. I can't believe I've never heard of this before. And that's like mild stomping ground. I'm a little disappointed in you. That I believe in it? No, that you never heard the story oh. and it was right there. Can it be both? No. Um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really get out too much, man. Like I lived in California City. So first of all. That's like a 40 minute drive from Palmdale, you know, and out, roughly an hour to Bakersfield, all that stuff. So I stayed in California City, let the tiny violin music commence because honestly, it was a strange, strange place to live. But I, I only got out to go to like Walmart in Lancaster or something like that. Yeah. San, Fr- San Francisco Canyon Road is like the back way from Palmdale to get into Valencia instead of taking the the 14 freeway mm. you go the back way and it like i used to drive that road all the time because it drops you out right by the ice rink yeah 
where I used to coach. Perfect. So it was, uh, it's a fun road to drive. And then there's another story along that road where there was a dam that was built, I think 1800s that toppled and killed a bunch of people in this little basin. Damn. Yeah, damn. And there's supposedly haunted stories in that basin hmm. from the people that died from drowning, but it's the same road that goes into where you can see Elizabeth Lake. Yeah. Interesting. You might have to go check it out again next time you're in California. Yeah, definitely. Make a little pit stop, stay overnight in your covered wagon. Go really fast and see if I have an accident. Yeah. And then see if they write up Burley, Californian <laughs> Christian. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, that's probably please just say, get yeah. described as Burley. Yeah. 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 You have a little note in your pocket <laughs> when yeah. they find you. They're like, says, please describe me as Burley. <laughs> you don't know what I have in my pocket? I put a note every day. It says Michael did it. Nice. So if I ever have a strange appearance, you know, yeah. there you go. Gets thrown in jail. No other woman gets them. No. But now Michael can use this podcast <laughs> no. as evidence. I always no. tease him. I'm like, you know, I have a note in my pocket. It says yeah. you did it. So no. I go down, you go down. <laughs> my note says there's no such thing as giants. Yeah. Very confusing note for the detectives to find. Yeah. Like, what does this mean? They go down this rabbit hole of like, and then what if at the end of that, they believe in giants? So like, guys, I think giants are real. They're like a giant <laughs> killed Christian. That's what happened. Yeah the only thing true that is what a giant would say so would. yeah and do you guys have any closing thoughts on the elizabeth lake monster or have you gotten all of your skepticism and disbelief out it's it's a hard story for me to believe other than it maybe being a large bird that just freaked everybody out yeah because maybe where they were from they hadn't seen a large bird that i honestly yeah. just picture like camp this is a camp story right <laughs> like, yeah. that's what i think i think this is some you were a kid in california and you went to camp they told the story about elizabeth lake monster yeah i'll gather around guys they were in their wagons this big burly man and he came out and he yeah. punched this thing right in the eye it does like, read it just like that yeah sounds like a totally embellished that was their story there i mean there's things in every little town you grow up in eagle river has ghost stories that we were all told around you know the road i grew up on there was apparently a ghost boy that would sled down it like i never saw that i lived there for years yeah. nothing weird i saw a weird ghost boy in california city once while i was driving sure it was a ghost almost positive because i actually reacted when i saw it and like my buddy was asleep in the passenger seat and it was the weirdest thing because it's late at night. It's like, you know, 9, 30, 10, not late, but, you know, not that wild. But um, we were driving down, maybe it's North Loop, and there's a car in front of me. And in front of that car, I see a kid on the side of the road and he's running like he doesn't see the car. And he runs in front of the car. And as he's going, I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. And like he just goes right through the car goes right through his kid then i go right through the kid and like i'm like holy shit and i look over my buddy's asleep i'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me dude and legitimately i looked over i'm like did you, did you see that and he's like oh, what no strangest thing i usually don't see stuff out at night it's just willy-nilly on the road but i've seen a ghost dog really and red percent with multiple people like this story we still bring it up and we're like do you remember that ghost dog but if i tell you this story you're just gonna go nope and the skeptic's going to pull it out. Well, because we, it was in Vegas on the strip end of night. So you're automatically we're drunk. on our way back. Yeah, we were drunk. But <laughs> yeah. when this many people go, do you see? Because it it was a chihuahua. 
Yeah. And it was right outside the Excalibur. And we were like staying at this little like janky place right behind Hooters called the Desert Rose. Classic. We Strip also, we, yeah, we were, uh, no. <laughs> we were young and it was like, we split a whole room between our, we had um my husband and I, our best friends, Matt and Danny, and then Danny's sister, Nikki flew in. So, and we all just split one room. Shout out Matt. Danny, it was like Nikki. a total, like little like setup. Like we'd be like changing in the kitchen. Like, don't look this way. But it was just fun. We were all in our young twenties, went to Vegas. Yeah. We're walking back. We see this um, Chihuahua. And so we're trying to catch you. We're like, Oh, like, you know, we're, we're going to find your owner. And like, we're all around these bushes and looking and like, we saw it go around the corner and just gone. Like no logical the thing. And we couldn't catch it. And it like, we swear it was a ghost dog. It being if it's if it was a chihuahua, it no, was, it looked like just vanished right in front of us. Yeah, like we were trying to catch it, a whole, like the whole group. We always this ghost dog. Chihuahua would be a demon dog, not a ghost dog. First off, mm. you're in Vegas. Could have been a rat. Well, this rat looked like the Taco Bell dog. Yo quiero, yo quiero Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Yeah, I can't remember how they said it. Mind you, we were walking back with the NASCAR cardboard cutout. We. We walked all the way down because it was we were like halfway down the strip and we got a notification on Twitter. We were down there for the NASCAR race hmm. that the first like 15 people in line at the <laughs> stratosphere could uh, meet Kevin Harvick. And we were like, we can do it. We can walk it there. Like, let's go. And we walked all the way down to the stratosphere, got there. We were we were in that first 15 in line. Well, you didn't get to see him for like two hours and they were passing out buckets of Bud Light because he was a Budweiser guy. So they're passing out free beer. We're just sitting there drinking it, going to meet Harvick. And we're done. Like, this is like our friend Matt's like dream NASCAR driver. And he's like in heaven. He's watched him since a kid. And he sees this cardboard cutout there. And he's like, what do you guys do with this when you're done? They're like, we throw them away. He's like, can I have it? And they're like, yeah. So we took it back and we we tried to bring them up to Alaska, but unfortunately they can't put that under the plane. Yeah. So they so, were drunk and exhausted because the strip. We is a saw huge place. a ghost dog. So whatever classy image you had of Heather, picture her drunk on the Vegas strip, walking around with a NASCAR cardboard cutout. It was a lot of fun. They couldn't even make it home. <laughs> I know we, well, and the best part, we thought like we we're going to the race that Sunday and we were like, we'll blast his Twitter with pictures of Harvick doing funny things down the strip. And like, we'll get pit passes, something like he's going to have to retweet us. We're going to go viral. Yeah. So we have pictures of him like next to the Riviera girls, like in front of the Excalibur, like all these different places, like looking all in front of the Bellagio fountains, looking all majestic Living and like life, blew yeah. up his Twitter and nothing. He was like, I really regret Not even a like. Yeah, that's that's disappointing. It was so disappointing. Yeah. We thought for sure it was going to be. I saw a potential ghost dog or chupacabra. God, you and know it, what, guys? And it just came back to me. It was on San Francisco Road. Oh, God. Oh, coming back into the story there. Coming back from hockey practice with my son, also named Christian. Hmm. He saw whatever it was, too, as we were driving by. And it did not look like a regular dog. And and then we kind of laughed. And I'm like, Chuka, chupacabras. And then we just kept driving. But it was like. We should if do a chupacabra episode. Yeah. If it was a regular dog, it didn't have fur. But and it looked or if it could have been a raccoon in this area. Yeah. But it didn't have fur. So it looked really kind of gross. 
How many times have I asked each of you to share your experiences with weird? It doesn't weird come shit? out until you like get in this little zone and, and you get all comfy with your friends and talk weird, yeah. and then these like suppressed memories like come out, and you're like, oh yeah, like yeah. See, we every, it's like shower thoughts when they come out of nowhere. Yeah. They've been deep down in there, and then that thought, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, I got to do this. I'm in the shower. Yeah. This is like our extra shower thoughts. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed in both of you that I thought I knew everything like weird that you guys have experienced and both of you just pull it right out of your ass. if we gave you all this at once? Like, then I would be like, tell them that story about that weird thing. Like, watch, we're going to be like, next episode we'll be talking. You guys will be like, I remember that time I actually got abducted by a UFO. It was wild ride. Let me tell you about it. You know? So is this the extent of it? Or do you think there's more hidden gems buried within you guys of just weird encounters? Stay tuned. That's right. Coming, I feel like I've yeah. felt a lot of things and like they're all more paranormal than anything. Yeah. Like with John, like I'd believe that that was weird. And you guys have all heard that story enough times, but the, yeah, the ghost John from my, my ghost couch and that ghost dog. Yeah. And then apparently the UFO is around that same house. This is all happened in that house. And that's the house where I said the ghost boys apparently would sled down. He was, he was sledding down that big road citation road. And apparently like the story, some old lady driving a station wagon, like he just went under and died. She didn't see him. And then there was, if you're out there, you can see him sledding down, but I never saw that. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. Stay tuned for, for future creepy encounters. I think that just about wraps up yeah. the Lake Elizabeth monster. Um, yeah. Like just, just make sure you stay tuned to our, our social medias as we get closer to the, the close of the, the season finale, which will feature a guest. Amanda is coming on, which is Will's wife to talk about her experiences with the hat man. Uh, as well as just other paranormal experiences that she's had throughout her life. And we are super stoked for that. Great episode to end the season on. Um, but again, just throughout the summer, you know, keep your eyes peeled, share it with your friends. We're going to have all kinds of content going up on YouTube, TikTok. And I'm saying all this so that it's live on the air and there's no chance for me to take it back, regardless of schedules or timing. So now we have to make it happen. It's yes. going to be super dope. Um, again, we're just super you know, thankful that people have been tuning in so far. Send us your stories, the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. And until next time, keep it freaky. We said you would end up doing that again, even though you did it earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I knew you guys would call me out on it. Got to cover and all his guys, bases, and he is. Yeah, I knew you guys would You're nailing stomp. it. You're doing good. You guys would stomp all over my my clean closing and add more closing to it. It was going to be beautiful. And now You're they like, have to listen to this. Yeah. Also, don't forget to go rate us on yes. Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. Five stars. Good words. Help us beat the algorithm, please. A review is honestly the best thing you can do for us right now. We we love your merch orders and, you know, keep them coming. But if you really want to help us, review. Yeah. All right. And close. Yeah. Done. Keep it freaky. Freak Nation. I have nothing freaky to go with that. You don't want to say like the good, the bad and the freaky or something like that. Oh, like you don't want to like we're add getting some... our hashtag game going on. Yeah. We got to come up with cool slogans to end everything with. Okay. But not today for me. Okay. I'll All have right. to ponder this. Listen on next time. Yeah, Christian will close it next time with something that will blow your mind. I just thought it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was like, I Yeah, it's over. <laughs> <laughs>